This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. Welcome to Bartender Journey Podcast number 118. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, as I record this, July 13th, 2015, I'm headed to Tales of the Cocktail tomorrow. And I'll be in New Orleans uh, for about seven days. And uh, my schedule is jam-packed. Can't wait. A lot going on, including the Shake the Vine Contest. And we're sponsored by St. Michelle Wine Estates Shake the Vine Contest. And uh, they just released the list of the top eight finalists. So uh, that's exciting. And I'll be there on Wednesday to record the event. And we're going to uh, do some interviews with the winners. And uh, we'll make a whole show of it coming up soon after uh, Tales of Cocktail is over, of course. So I'll put a list up on my website, Bar bartenderjourney.net, a list of the eight finalists and their and their recipes. and uh, Or you can go to shakethevine.com to uh, find out more about the contest. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to uh, go to that event and uh, have that for you in the future sometime. All right, so Tales of the Cocktail is this week, and this week's show is going to be mostly all about Tales of the Cocktail. I have my friend Warren Bobro on the show today, and we're going to talk mostly all about Tales of the Cocktail, and uh, he's involved in several of the events at Tales of the Cocktail, so we're going to talk about that. I do a segment of the show every week now called Industry News, and uh, in Industry News, Tales of the Cocktail is this week. That's it. Got to get through this show quick because I got a pack for New Orleans. Uh, but I will tell you, book, Books of the Week, it's going to be Warren's Books. Uh, uh, he has three books. He has his Whiskey Cocktail book. He has his Bitters and Shrubs book. And uh, we did, I interviewed him twice uh, talking about each of those books. And uh, I guess up on the website, I'll try to uh, remember to put links to the to the previous interviews with Warren as well. Um, but if you go to the, and uh, his third book is Apothecary Cocktails. So uh, yeah, if you go to bartenderjourney.net, you'll see links to those books. And uh, if you click through to Amazon from bartenderjourney.net, that'll uh, help out the show a little bit. And uh, I'd appreciate it. There's some uh, lots of books up there, and uh, on the resource page, I try to keep that updated with some fun, fun books and uh, bar tools and things that you, you might be interested in. And like I said, you help the show a little by clicking through bartenderjourney.net to get to Amazon to do your shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra. All right, that's it. We're going to jump right into the interview with Warren, and then uh, we will be doing our toast at the very end. After uh, at the very end of the podcast, we'll have a toast. All right, let's talk to Warren. Yes, sir. Warren, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. What's going on, my brother? Uh, I'm just hanging out here, drinking some beverages, talking to people all around the world on Skype. Ah, uh, there you go. I talked to uh, Tristan Stevenson earlier today. You know, the uh, the Curious Bartender books? Oh, yes, of course. Oh, mm. and what are, you, what are you sipping there? Something delicious, it looks like. Oh, uh, you can... Why can't I see you? You can see me. I can't see uh, you. My light isn't on. That's strange. There's a little button, a little, like, video camera button. Maybe it's... You- it's blanked. Maybe, maybe. Oh, there it is. There, there you is. are. Yes, sir. Hi. I've I've got a lovely um, EO style Manhattan here with with oh, nice. with Garmonier in it. Have you got anything to sip on? I actually was over at uh, Jockey Hollow with uh, Chris James, and he made me a series of drinks, and they were quite potent. So oh, right okay. now I'm not I'm not drinking anything. Right okay. Now. It's good. What, I had enough. What What'd you have? Uh, he made a series of drinks with the new, uh, bitters, cucumber bitters from Steven Berg mm. at Bitter uh, Truth. They're not sold in the United States yet. I'm one okay. of the few to get a bottle of it. Nice. And I brought it over to him to play with. Oh, great. So. Nice. Cucumber bitters, huh? That sounds interesting. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. But in a drink, they, you need to put about five shakes because they're, uh, they're very restrained. Okay. Hmm. That sounds good. I got to get a, got to get a hold of some of those. 
Yeah, they're really unique. I have I've never tasted anything like it. I was really uh, blown away by the quality. Well, of course, the quality is going to be great if it's Stephen, but just the the flavor and the aroma and it wasn't like a dill pickle. It was like a real like a new pickle, mm, like yum. like cucumber, like cutting into a fresh cucumber. So I bet uh, you mixed up some gin cocktails with that. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly a series of them, and then he did some plays on, and takes on different things. One of them had. Uh, I don't know. One of them had like tequila, one had mezcal, one had chartreuse. It was mm. just a whole bunch of different flavors, and they were all blended together, and they're very nice. Nice. You know what I've been doing lately? I, I, I you know, um, Gaz, Gary Regan, he does the, mm-hmm. uh, he does the cocktails in the country, and uh, that's a, like a two-day uh, bar bartender course for for 10 students yes and, they, yes and and then they do what's called the organized chaos so you can go there for um whatever it is two two or three hours and and mm-hmm. sample sample what what they're making and that it's it's quite close to where i live actually so uh that's been a lot of fun and, oh yeah so you're up in the hudson river valley yep sort of. yes oh, I wow. am. how nice yep. is that oh do you it's know great my, do you know my friend uh, brendan edwards no i need to connect you He's the uh, he's a uh, salesman and brand ambassador for a number of different products, uh, like Denizen Rum and uh, I don't know all the these different wild uh, La Clandestine uh, Absinthe. Mm. Really good guy, and he lives up in uh, Saugerties. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's that's not too far. A little little further north. Mm-hmm. So he's like my brother, so he's a really good guy. Oh yeah, I'd love to meet him. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so, I'll connect to him on Facebook. Great, great. So we, uh, yeah, we wanted to talk about Tales of the Cocktail, and uh, you're you're doing several events this year. Uh, yeah, I've got a I've got an event, and I've, well, the first day I get in is Tuesday, and I have a book signing at five o'clock. Okay, which is saying that I'm not going to be completely smashed by five. <laughs> um, and good then, luck. Uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> and you know, especially since you know, check. I have a press pass, so check in is is always amusing. And then uh, I have uh, two events on Wednesday. I have the first event at one o'clock from one till three at the uh, the Pharmacy Museum, which yeah. is a lovely place on Charter Street. I don't think I've ever uh, been there. Sixteen Charter Street. It's it's uh, Louis de Filo's uh, first uh, pharmacy. And I know. I know. I've, walk, I've modern, walked by it, but I've never been inside. Well, he's the father of moder- the modern apothecary, right? And he, they say that the Sazerac was invented within those walls. Right. So it uh, it has a great history, and of course, oh, cool. being a pharmacy, and this is you know pre pre nineteen oh six pre Food and Drug Act, they could sell just about anything that they wanted. <laughs> so and then say that they were certified as pharmacists. So I'm signing my book, Apothecary Cocktails, and I'll also be signing. Uh, Bitters and shrub syrup cocktails. It's uh, and that's uh, you know we we did a whole show about that, but I, right. I, I love that book. I, I made another batch of the grilled tangerine shrub. I love it. Yeah, you know that ha- that has such seasonal quality. The best time to make it is usually in the early spring when the tangerines are just perfect. Right, right. Oh, it's so good, and uh, you could just put that in just about anything, and it makes it delicious. That's right. <laughs> you know, uh, like, I, like I told you last time, I, I, I like putting it just in um, some seltzer. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. And delicious. And then uh, add some booze, and you got something even better. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Great stuff. And then your, your whiskey cocktail book, of course. We did a whole other show about that. That's a yeah, great whis- book as well. Whiskey cocktails really surprised me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm uneasy with whiskey, even though I work for uh, really? you know, a couple of whiskey brands. But, you know, uh, as a rule, it's a difficult drink for me to have in the summertime 
because yeah. of the fact that it's a brown liquor and it's heavier and it, it has a different effect on me in the summertime than it does, of course, in the fall or the winter or the early spring. Mm. So I'm careful about how I drink whiskey and, and if I'm going to have it, I love having it you know, over crushed ice with mint and a nice uh, demerara sugar. Mm. So I love a mint julep and I, I find that to be really refreshing. But I, I, you know, of course I do a take on the mint julep, which I call the Henry Clay cocktail. Mm. And I think I do something with like an absinthe wash, but it makes you want to get out the, uh, the dueling pistols. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> because Henry Clay, of course, was the senator for, from Kentucky and he introduced Washington, D.C. to the mint julep. And during those days in the 1800s, they settled scores not by fists. Well, they did that too, but they usually settled their scores with the dueling pistols. So. <laughs> Aaron Burr has everything to remember about that. There's something about the, the, the history that makes drinking so much more fun. Well, that's exactly, exactly so. And, and I love the, uh, you know, the nostalgic element. I mean, there's, so there's going to be so many of these modern you know, upstart mixologists who are working with agar-agar and you know, gastro-mixology effects and techniques. And really, for me, it's all about simplicity. Yeah. I, and I'm really trying to focus down and drill down on the cocktails that have three ingredients or fewer mm -hmm. and just deal with very, very straightforward flavors that make you see things in a different way. Yeah, you know, and and plus, you know, it's all these books. I book, I'm surrounded by books here. I see. Uh, I see Jamie Boudreaux's glass, uh, book back there, raising the bar. Is that raise the bar? Is that Jamie? Did, did he write a book or something? No, I don't know. No, no, uh, it's the not bar, okay. the bar book. Is that what yeah, you're Yeah, ra raise the bar. Oh, raise the bar. Oh, that's um, oh, it's not Jamie. That's okay. John Taffer. Oh, okay. Pardon me, John. <laughs> you know, all these books, like nine out of ten, or maybe maybe 99 out of 100 of the recipes behind me here i'll, I'll never make you know <laughs> unfortunately but uh, a lot of the books from your from your a lot of the recipes from your books i have made you know and, and they test which is amazing yeah your your recipe for you were talking about don't drink whiskey during the summer but your your whiskey sour recipe is great oh i love the whiskey sour recipe love it yeah that, 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 that's that's a delicious one but i was uneasy coming into the whiskey world because my passion truly was rum. Mm. But then when I realized what I liked about rum was so much, especially the rums from the, from the Caribbean, mm -hmm. as opposed to the French Caribbean, but for the moment we'll just say it from the Caribbean, they aged the rum in casks that were formerly used to age scotch, not scotch whiskey, and sometimes they do that, but, uh, but bourbon whiskey. Mm. And I, I just love that, and that's why I I find it in a certain affinity to bourbon whiskey. But what I really find affinity for is rye whiskey, and they don't they don't take those barrels and treat rum to it. No, it's all bad things. R rye is is friggin' delicious. <laughs> I, I mean, love rye. I love um, it. My my friends at uh, Dad's Hat. Yeah. Uh, are taking their rye, their fabulous rye whiskey and they age it in via vermouth casks. Yep, yep. And I, I absolutely love that. I think it's it's gorgeous stuff. It's yep. really it's remarkable. I had them on I had them on my show and uh, <laughs> they, they sent me samples and that yep. uh, you know as soon as I read rye whiskey aged in vermouth bar in via vermouth barrels, I was like that's got to make the most amazing Manhattan in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. It is. It's syrupy. And it's, it's nice. Oh, it's delicious. And it's sharp, and those Carl Stills really do a be beautiful job for them. And they have one uh, aged in port barrels as well. Port barrels, yeah. yeah that's, that's It's been a while since I've been over there. I have to go over and, and say hello because uh. they've, I've done cocktails for them, and I really like that it's 
like an hour from my house, and I haven't been there recently, so I've got to go. Nice, yeah. Bristol, I like Bristol, I like to go. Yeah, yeah. They invited me to come down too, and I I haven't been yet, but um, there's yeah. great pizza in Bristol, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, great pizza. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's like a ball field, a baseball field, and there's a whole series of row houses. It's not a very affluent area. And people work very hard there for what little they have. Mm. But there's a little pizzeria that does cheesesteaks and does pizza. And it's just fabulous. And it's really homespun. And it looks like it's built into the basement of one of these row houses, you know, Pennsylvania row houses. Cool. So, and and, and they told me they're doing music there at the distillery. And they're doing oh, all, cocktail so, events and all kinds of things. Well, it's been a while. Um, so what's going on with me? We have Pharmacy Museum. I'm doing the event uh, Redemption Rye at the roof of the Monteleone. Yeah, what's that? Um, how how'd you get involved with? How you get involved uh, with Redemption? They, they just they just love my stuff. Mm. I don't know. How could I explain That's it? That's a great a great so, brand. I love I love it. I have yeah. it, I have it on my home bar, and uh, it's a great bargain, and it's and it's fabulous well, stuff. The stuff that they've sent me were not bargains. They were some of the. Uh, the I think they sent me a fifteen year. They sent me oh. a, a ten year. Yeah. It's not bargain stuff. Those are really expensive. Oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, with wax wax finish, and you know, it's really impressive. But uh, So what are you going to be mixing up there at the pool party? I'm uh, making a punch that it will be psychedelic. No, it'll be It's going to be a base of the Redemption Rye, and uh, I'm using the, uh, I think it's the Monin Blood Orange Syrup. It's uh, pure fruit. Blood mm. oranges mm. and uh, some other things. I don't know. I've got to go back into my notes. And, and I, a- I've ordered everything, so I'm hoping it shows up. And then <laughs> I'm bringing some some uh, some secret stuff to All add, right. some surprises to add to it. I don't know how they definitely ma- I don't know how you guys managed to coordinate all this stuff because there's parties everywhere. There's people oh, making know. drinks everywhere. You need it's brilliant. You, and you need ice. You need glasses. Yeah. No, you need- they take care of everything. They take care of Who everything. Who does? does? Uh, Tails does most of it. There are caps. The caps do most of it. They're really, really great. But, the spo- but there's the sponsors. I don't. E- I don't even understand how it works. Well, there's no need to worry about how it works. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious about everything. I'll be up on the roof with my gnome. I'll yeah. be making drinks. I'll be having a great time, smiling at everyone that comes across. They'll That's all tell me the same thing that my drink was the best. At the event, that's they do every year. They say, oh, my God, this is good. How come no one else makes drinks like this? They're like, because I don't take it so seriously. That's why. Everyone takes it so seriously. And when you over-intellectualize things, I think what it does is it takes away the soul of the cocktail. Sorry, we had some crazy Skype noise going on there, but I didn't want to cut it out. I thought it was interesting what Warren was saying there about the soul of the cocktail. All right, let's get back to it. It's not like I'm working behind a bar every day, behind a yeah. stick. I mean, maybe yeah. if I did, I, w- I would become, I would probably be less jaded. Right. But I, I think what it is, is I really put all my passion into it, and everything I do, it comes right through my hands. Yeah. And my hands are warm, and my heart is warm, and I want to put that out there. And it does happen that way. That's great. And and you have such a culinary background, too, that well, that, that, that that factors into things quite a lot. Well, it absolutely well. does. I mean, yeah. with understanding flavor and... Uh, what's savory, what's sweet, and, and how to make things do funky things, make flavors do funky things. And, and the shrubs really factors into that. But, oh, I love and, shrubs. I want to do a shrub for it. I don't have enough time. I, I started a, uh, a strawberry shrub at home, but uh, that won't be ready for another two months. So mm. 
you know, it's, and that was with the baby strawberries that came out at the beginning of the season. Ooh. So yeah, it's baby strawberries and white balsamic vinegar, but it won't be ready until at least September. I imagine that's hard to do on a large scale, shrubs. Oh, it's just a little tiny bottle. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, I guess you could scale it up if you got oh, yeah, a big absolutely. enough container. Well, it's, but... it's easy, it's a one-one-one ratio. I mean, mm. it's one cup of fruit to one cup of sugar to one cup of vinegar. So if you do a pound of fruit, you do a pound of sugar and a pound of vinegar. The audio is breaking up here a little. Okay, that sounds better. Um, okay. Yeah, and that's actually a better way to do things, isn't it? To um, weigh things rather than you get a much by better, quantity. Yeah, you get a much better uh, end end result. I was I was talking to uh, Camper English recently. Oh, and, smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it was after I spoke to you, and you you said Camper English is the smartest guy I know, and he I is. said I gotta I gotta contact this guy and try to he get is. him on my show because oh, yeah. and and uh, we had, we had a great conversation. It's very soft spoken. Which is true. Yeah, he's a great. He really, guy. he loves what he does. It shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I first met him, I, you know, I think we really, cru- we really, cru- you know, clutched heads because I don't think I really liked him, and I told him so. <laughs> so I really, you know, uh, I, I don't know. We were having breakfast around the corner from the Monteleone, and as it turns out, he and I suddenly were eating breakfast together, everyone had left. They went out to doing other things. He said, you know, Campbell, when I first met you, I didn't like you at all. <laughs> and, and he said he probably felt the same way about me, but now that we've said that, we, we've become, you know, we've had an understanding. We can move so on, it's right? good. We can move on. I bet with Dale DeGroff, and we, we had a interview, we had breakfast, and we chatted, and I recorded it, and uh, he suggested a certain uh, breakfast venue, which was, it was lovely, but it was, it was sort of outside, and there was trucks going by and sirens and all these things, you know, like, oh, this is my interview with Dale DeGroff, and right. there's, there's a fire truck going by. <laughs> well, but that's what makes it authentic. Yeah, exactly. Not everything is in the studio. Yeah, that's what I always say. It's like, you know, I'd rather have a uh, great conversation with bad audio quality than a, you know, than the opposite. <laughs> that's exactly right. You need, what you need are the salient points. And we were dealing with a similar situation here uh, with the audio quality of the Skype call, unfortunately, while talking to Warren. But uh, we went on to talk about his events that he's doing during Tales of Cocktail, the Pharmacy Museum that we mentioned, the Redemption uh, Pool Party, and uh, two book signings, Tuesday at 5 and Saturday at 5, is what he told me. And uh, the book signings are always in the Hotel Monteleone um, lobby, and there's always two authors at a time. So he told me that... uh, signing on Saturday the, the uh, other author at the same time slot is David Wondrich so we got to talk about David I think he's a great man he's awesome. I really enjoy it I really and I'll have Klaus there with me so All which right. is good so my gnome <laughs> will be with her with me. I met David several times but um I took the bar smarts course and oh good and uh David was my judge <laughs> oh which is tough no but you know what? Um, I was so happy that I had met him previous to him being my judge because if I had just walked into that situation where David Wondridge is my judge, you know, I would have been so right. nervous. But I had met him several times before, and he's such a great guy, super nice guy, knowledgeable guy, smart right. guy, but but awesome, awesome dude. And uh, I think I would have freaked out if 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 it wasn't for the fact that I had met him before, I would have totally freaked out. <laughs> it was. It was kind of ironic. I, I said I said to him something something kind of stupid. I said, you know, I, I I've always looked at you and, and wanted to be more like you. And and he said, no, Warren, 
you're being who you are because that's you, not me. It's you. It's your identity. Nice. That's great. So are you working on any new projects you can tell us about? Um, I can't announce it because I'm not going to announce it, but there is a fourth book in the development. In development. Okay. I Don't have, tell I have, me. I can't tell you. So, uh, Don't tell me. But I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> uh, we haven't signed the contract yet, so I can't say anything okay. about what it is. But well, whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be great. But I, yeah, but I will tell you, no one has written this topic yet. People will not talk to me again after I write this topic. Uh, my publisher wants me to do it. They see, the CEO asked me to do it. I pitched him very open-ended question, saying, "Would you let me?" And he said, "I want you to." And he doesn't take risks. He's very pragmatic. Um, I can't even imagine what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, as I said, you can tell. You can tell me next it's week. It's a game changer. No, I can't tell you until I until I sign okay. the contract. In fact, even okay. then, I probably shouldn't say anything at all until we get most of, until I get most of it written, because that would eliminate the possibility that someone could steal it. Mm, okay. So I don't want them to steal it. I can't even imagine. You can't imagine. No. No clue. <laughs> No clue. There's, it's an absolute game changer. Mm, they will remember me forever. And I I'm may, intrigued. And I may never work in the liquor business again, <laughs> if you can imagine that. Because there's definitely a social stigma. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Of course you don't. <laughs> so do you also have the um, the dinner? Which yes, I'm going I have, to attend. it's sold out. Uh, at I'm the, gonna, I'll, I'll be there. Oh, that's great. Um, I'm going to speak about uh, Maison Rum. I'm going to speak about the XO and the Jamaica and the Panama. Uh, the, they're, they're from small distilleries that are, many of them are shuttered and, you know, they're, they're doing some incredible things. The rum is so delicious and it's so well priced. I mean, it's not overly, it's not over a hundred bucks a bottle. And rum of this quality from a specific uh, distillery can get very, very pricey. Especially since it's from an individual barrel. It's not. Oh, you know, wow. These are individual barrel rums, so wow. they're not. They're not what you would expect in the in the broader marketplace. There's a lot of bargains in rum right now, isn't there? No, not so. Not no. So, not at all. Um, the reason why not so because the higher end of the market is is really dictating where the industry is going, and I see rum becoming as important as Scotch whiskey and the best bourbon whiskey. And it will only continue to evolve as a quality. Uh, my friend uh, Edgar Harden sent me a bottle of uh, chartreuse from the early 1970s, and I'm just dying to make a last word out of it. So that's a non sequitur for you. <laughs> All right, Warren. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Right, I, I can't wait to see you next week. I can't wait, also. Yeah, it's going to be a great week. Hectic. Oh, it's it's always hectic. We should try to get over to the Napoleon House or uh, over at the old Absinthe House. I'm going to definitely be a fixture at the bar having Absinthe frappes. All right. I love the Napoleon House. That's, That's a fun place. It's haunted. Well, I'm going to see you. Uh, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to try to get there for the pharmacy museum thing. I'm just getting out of a, um, a seminar as it as it ends. Right. So I'm going to run over there Excellent. if I can. But 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 definitely for the dinner. Good. I'll see you there, and um, I'll probably bump into you, you know, I don't know, in the lobby of the Hotel Montreal. You're there and everywhere. Absolutely. Oh, Warren. See you soon. Cheers. Be well. Bye. All right. Always great talking to Warren. Uh, I had struggled with the audio quality there, so uh, 
a little shorter then I went to cut it down a little bit to get rid of the, some really bad sections but uh, uh, that was good talk anyway and uh, that's it I'm gonna pack a bag and head to New Orleans Tales of the Cocktail I'll tell you all about it when I uh, when I get back and uh, we're gonna have our toast in just a second but remember uh, go to bartenderjourney.net you'll see links to Warren's books as, as well as others and uh, don't forget uh, on Twitter I'm Barkeep Tips and go to uh, Facebook and search for Bartender Journey and like it like that page and feel free to email me at vince.bartender at gmail.com all right here's our toast i have a friend named larry and he uh he he loves take he loves to go out to dinner and uh entertain and you know and uh he has a very simple toast it's just like this here's to us cheers